Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a weekly program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. This program is brought to you by Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and for the next half hour, I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will help you expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. So many are tired of trying harder to live the Christian life. I've got great news for you. You can stop trying. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Welcome back to Still Growing in Grace. I'm so glad you joined us again this week. I hope you enjoyed last week's talk as we were discussing the whole idea of being fully complete in Christ, that we're not lacking anything. I know so many believers are trying to figure out how to get more of God into their lives. And the reason they're trying to get more is because they don't believe he isn't fully there already. So, It's time to discover who this God is that we say we believe in. Today's talk is going to be about deconstructing some myths about who we think God is. And that's what I want to deal with today. I want to deal with some misconceptions that I've grown up learning about. You may have heard, you're going to recognize some of these misconceptions. And in fact, you may even say, that's a misconception. You mean that's not true? That's exactly what I'm going to be telling you. And I hope that as we deconstruct these misunderstandings, that you're going to find some hope, some joy, some life, some abundance, some excitement, and definitely hope. Hope that there's a God out there who deeply loves you, deeply values you, and is so looking forward to you knowing him better and better. He knows you fully but do you know him? So this journey of still growing in grace uh, to me has been super, super exciting because I've had to unlearn so many myths, so many misunderstandings of who I thought God was. So where do these faulty concepts come from anyway? Where do these ideas of a God who, well, we're going to discover just a moment, this false God or these misconceptions, where do these come from? And I believe We've already alluded to this earlier in a previous program. I believe they came from the Garden of Eden. I totally believe that. I believe it was there that blindness entered the world. I believe that's when lost became a thing. I believe the darkness came where Adam and Eve were dead in their sin. They weren't dead dead. They were dead in their minds, dead in sin. They did not recognize the life that was flowing through them. Remember, Adam and Eve, they were tricked into perceiving God as someone other than he was, that he was withholding something from them. That's why when the snake said, you know, if you eat from this tree, you'll be more like God. And he's hiding something from you. He's he's withholding something. So if you eat from this tree, then the thing he's holding back will be revealed And that was a a lie and a misconception. Then they were also tricked into believing that there was something lacking in them, in themselves. They believed a lie that they could become more like God, but they were already like God. 
Oh my goodness, how many of us try to become like God or even pray, Lord, I want to be more like you. You are already like him. Now discover what that means and start living that out. That's why these misconceptions matter so much. In fact, um, there wasn't too long ago that uh, I was teaching a series on forgiveness. And before I could begin teaching on what forgiveness is, I had to teach on what it is not. I had to pull some walls down that were up. Some misconceptions that we have had or been taught, uh, either traditionally, directly, or invertly, you know, that this, this idea of forgiveness is not real, or these are the conditions of forgiveness. And I, I promise to get into that in a future show on Still Growing in Grace. It was such an impactful one. So if I had to deconstruct myths of what forgiveness was, we're going to deconstruct some myths of who we think God is. There was one theology professor, I found this story not too long ago. Um, he was teaching at a seminary on the nature of God. At the beginning of the semester, what he would do for the students, he'd get them all to pull out a piece of paper, and they would draw a picture of their earthly fathers. And then he collects the pictures, and uh, he puts them away. Then he teaches for the rest of the semester on the nature of God. At the end of the semester, he then hands out paper and asks them to draw their picture of who they think God is. Well, once he placed the pictures together side by side, he had a remarkable discovery. He said it was remarkably significant how similar the two pictures were, even after all the God talk that he provided, all the clarification, all the theology of who God is, their, their drawings still looked similar. His conclusion was this, that we have a strong tendency to create God in an image of our choosing. And the most common misconception is to place the heads of our earthly fathers on the shoulders of how we see God. So let's keep a focus on our own tendency to picture God incorrectly. Be prepared to admit, maybe, maybe I don't know God like I think I do. Maybe I have packaged him or viewed him in a certain way when maybe he's nothing like that. What if this God we say we believe in is nothing like our concept of him? What if it's even better? So let's deconstruct this. Let's get into this. And as we do this deconstruction, pay particularly close attention to breaking the lens that may show our God to look much more like a human representative. Let's take that human representative out of the picture for a moment, and let's discover the revelation God gives us through the scriptures. And we're going to have our eyes wide open. So, What's the first misconception we have? I think this is a big one, and I, I believe this is across the board. I don't even care what faith you are. I think this first misconception is one of the greatest, one of the biggest misconceptions we have. It is that God is annoyed or extremely impatient with us, that he's way too busy. Uh, he's got his calendar booked, like overbooked. He doesn't have time for us. You can barely squeeze uh, a, a moment in for a, a time slot with him for an appointment. 
Uh, in fact, some have even thought it's like we have to leave voicemail for God. We pray, but it's like we just leave it there. He's not going to answer. He'll listen to it when he gets time. Or this idea that your problem is so small compared to all the real problems in this world. And so there's there's a sense that God's annoyed, that he just doesn't want to spend time with us. Um, in fact, uh, if you think he's in a rush, then our conversations with him will look like we have to get our request in really fast, be super clear. There's no room for mumbling. It's like, speak up, son. I can't understand a word you're saying. And yet... That is a picture of an annoyed, impatient God. Or you're on the clock because he's got to see other people. Okay, you know what? Okay, you got like 35 seconds left on your prayer. Okay, you can cut off that amen part because that'll shave off two seconds. And uh, if you'd stop saying, oh, God, my father, or father, God, father, God, father, God, all those 25 times, we could save another 30 seconds. Like, this is how we have perceived God. Some people really think he is like that. He may even look a bit like a politician on a tight schedule or like a doctor in an emergency ward or a lawyer billing you just ready to go. I'm just nailing you for every minute. Okay, that's a stupid uh, request. That's a good one. Oh, man, really? You're praying for that again? I already told you no. Again, perceiving God as annoyed. Perceiving God as wanting nothing to do with us in the sense of he's so busy taking care of world problems. What does he want to do with little old me? Well, there was a wonderful actor named Kurt Cloninger. Cloninger. Uh, he did a, a series years ago, probably 25, 30 years ago now. I don't want to admit how old I am. But that long ago, he was doing these youth videos and helping individuals discover their misconceptions of who they thought God was. I've never forgotten these videos, but I... I've been discovering that he was really on to something, and I'm going to walk through just a couple of them. I had uh, some similar ones uh, that uh, don't sound like his, but they're similar. Um, so today, let's look at some of the ones Kurt brought in. You're going to recognize a couple of these. If you see his stuff online, he actually is with the skit guys now. He plays the the bearded, older, wiser guy in some of those skits, if you like the skit guys, which I do. I love the skit guys. I think they're they're really great. They're funny, and they can articulate some pretty cool stuff. So here's another misconception of God, that God is like a butler. He's waiting to take your order. He's got his towel draped over his arm. He's got the white crisp collar on and waiting for your request. And that's kind of what God's like. All he's good for is taking your order. Uh, Santa Claus is another way you can perceive that in the same vein. It's, it's the same thing you're just requesting. Um, that God's only going to go for your your needs, so to speak. So here, you, this is all we're going to deal with. Um, let's, let's make our list. Oh, wait. Then God's checking the list, checking it twice. You can almost see the fear factor, the false concept of God placed on what we perceive as Santa Claus, if we think it through a little bit. So the idea of God being a butler or a Santa Claus implies there is no personal relationship. This is purely, you serve my needs, oh God, that's why you're here. I don't know if some of you have ever seen the TV series Downton Abbey. Uh, some people love it, some people can't stand it. Uh, the concept in the story is that 
Upstairs is where the servants live, and downstairs is where the main household lives and all the work happens. But they're called the help. They're called the, the people upstairs. They ring a little bell and they come running to meet your needs, whatever it is you wish, and you better do a good job. You better be a good footman. And then they jockey for position of head footman and all this kind of stuff. So this is about jockeying for position to get what you want from God. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie The Help, same concept. Just there to be help. You're really meaningless. You're, you've been created to just serve this God you say you believe in. I actually grew up with some of those ideas that we were taught that literally we were told God created you to serve him. Well, hang on. Are we created to serve God? Is that why he created us? Of course not. God did not create you to have you serve him as if he needed anything. He doesn't need us to serve him. He wanted you as a bride, as a partner in a relationship. That's why you were created, not to serve. Now, careful, you may misunderstand what I'm about to say. Does that mean we don't serve then? Does that mean this is just about enjoying the plate of, of grapes that are served to us by some other people that are less than us? No, no, no. We're going to serve, but we don't serve out of duty. We, we serve out of desire. In fact, it is Christ in us, and we've covered this before, it's Christ in us that gives us the desires to serve, to want to do these things for one another, for his creation, being good stewards of, of this earth. Oh my goodness, the misconceptions will continue to grow. We're going to be right back with uh, the next part of this in just a moment. Looking for adventure in the great outdoors? It's not far from your own backyard at Conestoga River Horseback Adventures. Fun for the whole family or why not your next corporate party? Trail rides are offered all year round and other options like pony rides and birthday parties for the young cowboys and cowgirls. Afterwards, you can relax and keep the party going in their large, comfortable lounge. Conestoga River Horseback Adventures, 519-888-6503 and horsebackadventures.ca. Family run, family owned. So their focus is on you. Conestoga Lodge Retirement Residence is a full-service retirement home in Kitchener. And you'll be impressed to know that they are not a big corporate chain. They're quality-driven with a focus on each and every individual. Conestoga Lodge offers permanent and short-term stays. To book a free, no-obligation tour, you can call 519-576-2140 or visit online at conestogalodge.com. Welcome back to the second half of this program. We were just discussing myths and misconceptions of that we have of who we think God is. And uh, I was talking about Kurt Klollinger's depictions of misconceptions he has observed over the years and through stories of dealing with people. And so the previous one was the butler God. Well, what about this next God? This God is like a cop. Yep, God can be like a cop. Again, this is a misconception if you're just tuning in. This is a misconception of how we perceive God to be. That he's a cop waiting for us to mess 
up. It's like he's waiting behind the billboard of behaviors. And as soon as we step out of line, he jumps out, turns the lights on, shocks us with a super loud siren. And we're thinking, oh no, what do we do? And we're scared like crazy and and snap into position and snap into obedience because the lights are flashing. The cop God. It's almost like God sets up a sting operation to nail us. Folks, if you think God is here to nail us, we have much to learn about this God we say we believe in. And if you've believed that and have heard that in the system of church, that system has to be unlearned. Uh, Let's take a look at a sheriff God for just a moment. This is the one Kurt used in his video. It's like the sheriff is with a loaded six shooter. He's got, he's spun it. You can hear it. And he's kind of waiting for you to cross the line. There's a line in the sand. He's saying, don't you dare cross that line or I'm going to shoot your toe off. And then it's going to be your fault. You did it. <laughs> Same idea, cop, western sheriff, or even worse, you've you've seen this one for sure. This idea of a judicial judge glaring over the top of the podium down at you because you're so guilty and he's got all the power to do so much in your life to put you away. Oh, he's got the power. In fact, that god is far more interested in your guilt. But uh, I got a problem with this misconception of the cop, sheriff, judge, God. Our God keeps no record of wrongs. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. And as you go through that list, love, agape, who is God, keeps no record of of wrongs. Oh my goodness. What good news today. Okay, more misconceptions. This one is pretty easy to see. Some see God as some distant deity, just some old man smoking a pipe, sitting in a rocking chair going, hey, how you doing there, folks? I created you a long time ago, but you know what? You guys will do fine on your own. You know, I'm just, I put the wheel into motion. I spun that sphere and we'll just see who hangs on the longest. I'll just watch from up here. I gave you all you needed, you know, so I'll just, oh, this pipe's good. This idea of a God who's so distant, doesn't care, is not connected. He created the world and just sits back. What kind of God does that? A good God. What kind of good God does that? Because we have sung, our God is good, our God is greater, our God is big. We have all these songs we sing about this God we say we believe in, and yet some of us actually believe he's a distant deity. That, oh, he might throw us a crumb from his sandwich as he rocks in his rocking chair to bless us with something. Oh, we'll take whatever we can get. <laughs> and you, you think of your God as a God who only gives us occasionally. We do not understand how completely full we are. Go back to last week's message and hear of the completeness we have in Christ. Okay, this God that's distant in deity, that's distant deity, doesn't really show himself. He hides behind the clouds or even behind a, a fat white beard. And we think he's just unapproachable, unknowable. That's the distant God. 
What about another misconception of God? And Kurt Klollinger does a good job in this one. It's kind of goofy, actually. But he sees God. People in this world see God as the party God. Anything goes. He blows his gazoo or whatever he's got and, and blows up balloons. And he's all, wee, wee, life's fun. Yay, that's wonderful. Uh, you're free to do whatever you want. There are no consequences. That's the party god misconception. Oh, they may even throw this in. You're under grace. Anything goes. Folks, I'm going to make something really clear right now. Grace has never been, will never be, and is not a license to go and sin. Oh, but I'm all forgiven now. So what's the what's the problem? I'm, I'm, it's all covered under the blood. Folks, grace is the freedom now to not sin, to love, to be who you really are. I just want to get that off my chest for a moment. I just realized I haven't covered that yet. I will later, but right now, it could be misunderstood. And some people see God as just a free, greasy grace, the party host. Uh, He's more about making sure you're happy. Oh, wait, personally happy. This generation we're in right now, and I think the year is 2019, this generation seems to be focusing so much on self-care, personal happiness, because the world revolves around us. Even parenting, I see that it's all about your child's happiness. Protect them from any struggle. How are they ever going to face struggle? How are they ever going to walk through hardships if they don't learn from simpler hardships growing up? We got to be careful not to overprotect. It happens all the time. So the idea of this party God uh, is that you matter most. Your happiness matters the most when that's not what God is like at all. What about another myth? Some of us have perceived God to be the boss, the employer, that you're a hired servant. Therefore, you need to be thankful you even have food. Be thankful you have a job. Yes, it might be a yucky job, but you got to just be thankful because God is the boss. You're the hired servant or you're the slave and God is the master. We've heard that term many times. This is about roles now. Uh, There is only one boss, and you're not it. (laughs) You've heard that before. There's only one God, and you're not it. Uh, This this God who's a boss God. Let's say you you, you drop some plates in a restaurant. Uh, You're going to have your pay docked for for all the stuff you just wrecked. So God is into being punitive for your mess-ups. Somebody trips you. You got to pay for your own uniform repair. You got to pay for your own uh, dry cleaning, blah, blah, blah. Your boss, by the way, doesn't clean up. You do. He doesn't stoop so low as to clean the floor or wash dishes or do laundry. You know what? This misconception of God being a boss or employer has wrecked so many relationships between individuals and who they think God is. They've lived from a faulty concept. What else? 
a referee, a teacher, or a coach. So they're, again, same idea. This misconception of God is focused on your behavior. You better act right. You better do that drill right and keep doing it until you get it right. 25 more for a laps for you. Uh, or as a teacher, you're focusing on your marks. You got to have top marks. Study hard. Get the answers right. Regurgitate information. Or it's about improving your score or your skill, getting better and better. And here's a legalism that creeps in. If you see God as a teacher, referee, or a coach, he's more legalistic about absolute details and the rules of the game. That's what matters, not relationships. It isn't about you. It's about team. Take one for the team. There's nothing individual. And yet, folks, your heavenly father loves you personally as an individual. You are already one with your heavenly father. He's not a teacher, referee, coach. Uh, here's an even dumber one. Nerd in a box. And Kurt did this in his video. I just went, rolled my eyes and oh my goodness, this is so dorky. And then I realized there are many individuals in the church world that see God as a nerd in a box. God is this. He dare not sneak out of that box. He's not strong. Because if he's strong, we got a problem. I need to keep him controlled. This God in a box is conceivable. There's a problem with that. Can, if God is conceivable and fully, fully known, then there are limits to who God is. Or maybe this God we say we believe in, the nerd God in the box, he's easy to understand. He's a pushover. Okay, whatever your happiness is, I don't want any fights. You know, I'm into just peace and doesn't deal with truth. He's easy to figure out. This God we say we believe in is so much bigger and better than we ever dreamed of. What if our concept of God has been so boxed that some people have even said, let's, let's let God out of the box. And the, what box? There is no box. God can't be contained in a box or in a, a set of doctrines or beliefs. That, that is not who God is. He's way too big. He's so fathomless that we can't possibly understand his love. We've been told this in Scripture. I've read that text earlier. We'll, we'll bring that up next week because we're almost out of time today. So what is your misconception that you have today? What misconception is hindering you from connecting relationally with the creator of the universe, with Jesus Christ, who died for your sins and my sins? I hope you'll come back and uh, listen in next week. Or if you're on YouTube, uh, jump on to our Still Growing in Grace.ca and uh, watch the clips and re-listen to the podcast there. we got more good news coming for you next week. Thank you. Martin Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com. Looking for a real estate agent that will put your needs before his? Terry Van Lent is just that agent. Caring and honest are just two of Terry's best qualities, and they shine through in his real estate career. 
As a longtime resident of Waterloo Region, Terry is well acquainted with the area and its multitude of attractive amenities. For an agent that cares, call Terry Van Lentz at Coldwell Banker Peter Benninger Realty, 519-742-5800, extension 2060. You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 1130 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 1030 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.